0: Welcome back to another episode of Season 3, Episode 4. My name's Adam, and this is the second part of the Mighty Boosh episode that Lisa recorded with guest host Kristen Phibbs. Uh, Still very jealous that I did not get to be a part of the conversation... But if you haven't listened to the first part, I would recommend definitely going back listening to it. Otherwise, you'll just be jumping in in the middle and what the heck do you think you're doing? But if that's your bag and you enjoy uh, just, you know, stepping into the middle of conversations and making yourselves known, then uh, definitely start with this one. Well, uh, regardless, I hope you enjoy this uh, culmination of the Mighty Bush episode and we'll see you back here with uh, our regularly uh, single episode schedule um, as we go on. Without further ado, the theme song. What's
1: episode? What is the episode? She's a- the episode four. She's a- the episode four. She's a- the episode four. She's a- the episode. She's a episode for. Deep, deep, episode four. deep, deep, What's episode? What is the episode?
2: Exactly, exactly, this puppet has, like, a cartoon fart, which immediately makes Vince, like, pass out onto the floor, which also is a very cartoony moment. And the fox yeah. just starts <laughs> giggling and it kind of pans out to the front of the store.
3: Yeah. I mean, the fox could have killed Vincent, you know? Yeah. It's just he, not that kind of show. Right. Yeah, he, he
2: promised to kill him, but, you know, he didn't.
3: I mean, he <laughs> didn't. He didn't. And I don't know why he didn't. He really would have covered his tracks if he had. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh. and the, the thing that got me was that Vince reveals that he has the key to that cabinet. Oh, yes. This is the part I And then he sits it on the table right in front of the fox. Yeah. He's like, I'm
2: not authorized to use this. He sets it down in front of the fox and turns around to make the tea.
3: That, yeah, I forgot that important step. It blissfully ignorant to people's malintentions, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a fun-loving dude, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Yeah. Thinks no one can do any wrong. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and then and that's how they discover him. Sort of just like passed out on the floor in the Nabootie. I'm gonna have to stop you again, Lisa. You're oh,
1: missing. Do it. Do
3: it.
2: You're missing a moment. <laughs> where Noel is the moon covered in a uh, shaving cream. That's right. And he says this strange thing about how you can get Diet Coke cherry flavored now. He just kind of like lets you know. That yeah. They, <laughs> cherry
1: Diet a, Coke they now. do
3: that thing where you can tell they're going to a commercial break. Right. And they use that as like the storytelling break. Right. Right. Like the and buffer. That, that, yeah. And that's yeah. That's a device I remembered from watching the show before. Is this the only time it happens?
2: This is the only time you see the moon in this episode. But okay. the moon is a character yeah. on the show, recurring. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like cute. It's kind of cute. Yeah. You just like it's Hi. a little nod. Yeah. I feel like I hit on something when I thought about the the grim fairy tales. Like, all of these stories are like. Adult versions of horrifying kids' situations, I guess, or stories. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Especially this episode. Yeah. Throw your fucking trash in the bin. Right? Yeah. Like, take care of the store. It's your job. And the planet. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. (laughs) Climate change is real. (laughs) Act
2: locally. Think globally. No. boom.
3: Boom. Yeah. And that's yeah. I doubt I don't know. Do you th- that's probably not where right. they were going with this. But in my head I can connect those those dots, you know? Right. And that's the thing about art, Lisa. It's subjective. I love that. So it can be whatever I want it to mean. Absolutely. That's why this, that's why this show works. That's why this yeah. podcast works. Right. <laughs> taking
2: one episode out of context and you know, you can assume all
3: kinds of stuff. I, this one in particular. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The moon happens, but then then when we cut back, right, it's Nebu and yes. Bolo coming in to the Nebu yes. and discovering that the Shaman juice has been stolen, that Noel is passed on on the floor. And it smells really bad in there. It smells so bad. I thought they were yeah. going to do, I thought they were going to, make a terrible mistake, it, it, right? It, they open the door and Bolo has his hand on the door. And I was like, for the love of God, don't close the door. Air that shit out, <laughs> right? And, yeah. and, and this is something that happens in my real life all the time, okay? Where, <laughs> where I, I will leave the door open in the bathroom if, I, if something has occurred in there.
2: Yes, as it does. Like, that's and, what that uh, room is for, occurrences. You, you,
3: you, have to, you have to air it out. Mm-hmm. T- turn the fan on. Open right. a window. Light a candle. Write something. And my yeah, roommates, you you, you got sh- to think about them. But my roommates, I, I would say, I would say 80, 80% or more of all of, of them have not shared this philosophy of leaving the door open. They I let mean, the stink linger.
2: I think it's time for an apartment
3: meeting, Lisa. It's not an issue now. I've taken... I've got oh. great lengths to ensure that the bathroom doesn't smell. I have... There's, like, two candles in my bathroom right now. There's several matches. There's some spray, some lemon room spritz. Mm. And I have these little... I have these papers. You. You can rip off, and you fold it like into an accordion shape, and then you light one, end and you blow it out real quick. And it sort of... <clears throat> it burns down, and it releases like a perfumey smell. Uh, it's their old-timey, they're old-timey. And they're nice. fun. <laughs> that is nice. That does sound fun. Uh, yes. So I've gone to great lengths to ensure this doesn't happen, but Leslie has been guilty of this. Let's- I've never shared a bathroom with Adam. Thank goodness. Uh, not, <laughs> not that he's a. Uh, that sounds he's, like he's particularly he seems, smelly. I don't he think he's like is. a
2: very considerate dude. You know, I he's, don't know. He's him very hygienic, as well as I know you. But even though I introduced
1: the to
3: <gasps> you, he. I know. Yeah. No. He. Also, I've I've had people tell me that it's because they had they had animals when they were younger, so it is important to close the bathroom right. door because animals can get in your in your trash. Toilet paper roll will be <laughs> mm-hmm. totally unfurled by yes. a cat. Yeah, that's a playground in there for them. Oh yeah, of yes. the toilet. Yeah. So I mean, that I all understand that. So I thought for sure that this was going to happen while I was watching. Right. I I, I so clearly had had PTSD. I feel like they might they may have missed a co- a comic moment that you.
2: You know, or maybe that was something that they thought about that made it, you know, that didn't make it to the final cut, you know. Um, you th- <laughs> because, <laughs> you know. leave the door
3: open. Yeah. Like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they had Bolo, instead of closing it, they cut back to him, and he's, he's like shaking the door back and forth to, okay. to create a breeze. Okay. So they did use it. Okay, I missed that. So... I Vince. I had so much trauma from 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 the bathroom, from going into smelly bathrooms that this is all I could think about in that scene, and I think I missed literally everything else that happened, except right. that Vince blames all of this on Howard.
2: He blames it all on Howard, and Naboo immediately is just like, "Well, then he's fired."
1: And Vince is <laughs> yeah. like,
2: "What?" Uh, <laughs> you can tell that he feels a little like, like oh no, uh, I got a back pedal, and, <laughs> and Naboo's yeah. like, it's too important. This juice is too important. The shop is yours now, and as, you know, and he, he feel he's feeling bad, and then Naboo's like, and now you get to wear this cool cape, and as and he, that, yeah, and then he kind of forgets about Howard altogether, but this is something we've mentioned about the Vince character that he. Uh, loves his fancy clothes and this is quite a cape it's uh it's yeah shiny reflective and glittery and blue and
3: colorful um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's also that's something I missed that I did I was like why does he have this cape and I didn't realize that he got the cape for selling out Howard until later in the episode when he goes to ask Howard for help Yes. And he's like, you know, all I care about is clothes. <laughs> right. it, uh, he, he says he he once shoved a seven year old in front of a juggernaut. Yeah. Is that I, right? That was another one of those
2: moments where I'm like, this British language, <laughs> um, there's moments where I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about.
3: I don't know, I don't know I don't what. Know. I, it's hard enough to understand you, and I don't know what you mean by yeah. juggernaut. He nice. shoves a 7-year-old in front of a juggernaut for his Topshop coupon. coupon a voucher? Yeah. yeah. Voucher, and, yeah. And and Topshop is a British clothing store. They're like an H&M or a, or Uniqlo. Oh,
2: Uniqlo. Cool. Yeah, I've never been to England, so I assumed it was something like that, but I didn't I wasn't sure.
3: I also have never been to England. I know this from watching British tv show. okay all right yeah
2: <laughs> i've watched a lot of british tv but i've never caught that i think it's like in those moments where i don't understand i just kind of move on like i don't
3: oh no it gets at me man it gets yeah. at me i yeah. also i also do really like fashion i read like gq and esquire and i yeah so i i guess i am a lot like me <laughs> right right we keep um, finding these moments How about that? Yeah, yeah. So so he sold Howard out and then Howard comes back to the shelf. And this is like one of the this is like a really fun moment, I thought. Yeah. (laughs) He comes in and this is the, the first time they reference Howard as having tiny eyes.
2: Yes. 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 He says- this is a running joke. Yes.
3: <laughs> and I don't know why his eyes are that tiny. Uh, but Naboo says lies, lies, tiny eyes. Yes. Yes.
2: Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Howard feels good. He's feeling jazzy, fresh, and Naboo is just like mm-hmm. he left the garbage out. Howard's like, I would never do that. I always put things in the D D R A. Yeah. Yeah. The D R A. And that's when the booze, like eyes, eyes, tiny eyes, so good. Eyes,
3: eyes, tiny eyes. Yeah, it's it's musical. It's another like nod to how musical they are, and then they're really witty too. Like, oh oh, yeah, yeah, they do these fun sing-songy moments a lot.
2: This is one of those shows that is very smart and very stupid. And I really appreciate that. That's one of the things <laughs> I really look for. Is, of, like, very stupid moments and very smart moments. Uh, uh, Vince, you need both. You need right, both. <laughs> the balance, yeah. Vince, meanwhile, is just, like, playing in his cape through all of this. Howard is, like, heavy. And Vince doesn't yeah, say, you know,
3: just blissfully unaware. I think he even says something about, like, his cape. He's, like... <laughs> Did you see my cape or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. can't be bothered. Cannot right? be bothered. Okay. And and then what he doesn't the, the naboo Nabu not only says he's fired, but then he's like, "I'm gonna have to turn my back on you." Yeah, and they, they build up to this
2: moment. It's like naboo and Howard both know what's gonna happen, and they yeah. know how meaningful it is, but we don't really know. At least, you yeah. Know, just watching this, episode. we're like,
3: I don't get it. What is it that he's gonna do? It's it seems yeah. like it's gonna be horrifying,
2: right? <laughs> right. And so yeah, the bola's holding Howard back. Gaboo just we're like very slowly what? turns, like he's on a lazy Susan or something. Like it's like it, yeah. Just...
3: Like he's not actually physically putting any. Yeah, he's just being rotated, right?
1: <laughs> and and there's music,
3: this fun like circus music playing yeah it was so good and
2: then there's just this moment well howard just screams "No!" And they both just kind of stand there for a second and nothing happens in howard that, and that's it that's it that's the whole thing yeah he just has to go right it's kind of like he doesn't have a job right, right. it's like all this build-up to them just kind of like get out of here
3: and it's- Here's the other thing that's so hard to wrap your head around. This episode takes place time-wise. It doesn't make sense. Like, it, it takes place in, like, an hour. Like, this right. all just happens in, so in, in the same night. Oh, yeah. How? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, How, Howard has to go and, like, immediately finds another job. He gets <laughs> his job back with the big men. Right. He calls him his his street brothers. His street brothers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vince goes on. Now that he's got the keys to the shop, he's like, the, the keys to the kingdom. And he starts, right. he starts like a party. And he yeah. invites some girls around. He lets people take money out of the till? Because he's I, just, uh, he's not even aware it's happening. Well, he's just kind of like, whatever, have you seen my cape? Yeah. But I think before we get too far into... oh well, yeah. But then Naboo also has very real
2: consequences. Yeah, so he ends up in the woods right after this. Howard leaves, and the next scene we see is in the woods with Julian as Dennis, Noel as Harrison, uh, like the pink octopus head.
3: That's uh, right, yeah. It's
2: Richard, a it's a council of shamans. Yeah, Richard is right? there. Yeah, his and um, his name is Sabu. But I also wrote Moss is a pimp because he does kind of look like a pimp, right? Moss. That. Moss, because that's his character on IT Crowd.
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. He's so attractive. I know. He's so he's cute. So yeah. Oh, and he's so stern in the, in the, like, his character. I mean, just, like, that's his sort of character a lot of times is very committed to a character and very, like, straight. Yeah, um, like a straight, not like, not like heterosexual. It yeah. he adheres to very strict rules. He's like very silly
2: without being like mm. physically silly or sounding silly.
3: Chooses a philosophy for the character and follows it. Very serious. No, absolutely. Um, and, and then there's Kirk. Kirk is also there. <laughs> Don't forget Kirk. Wait, which one was Kirk. Uh, Kirk, Kirk was the one on drugs. Oh, yes, Kirk, the <laughs> child, the child on drugs. I didn't about. Him
1: for the next page, yes.
3: I, I thought it was so funny. I because I don't know why they're talking about drugs, but I remember them talking about someone, or, or they bring up like that that Naboo and and Bolo are always doing drugs, and that's probably why they lost the Shaman juice, right? Um, and and that's why they're being brought to to the Shaman Council. They're, like, talking about that, and then, like, Kirk, they they mentioned Kirk being some character named Kirk that you haven't seen yet, being on drugs, and then they cut to this child. Yeah, I'd say, like, (laughs) 11, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The prepubescent, for sure. Yes. Staring, head tilted to the side, not looking at the camera, just off into the distance. Yeah. And I laughed so hard at that misdirect. Right? Yeah. (laughs)
2: And they're like, "Not if you can hear us, Kurt." And he's just—he does
3: not nod. He's off he's in, gone. It, in his own Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I find interesting here is that how did they know Naboo got sh- shaman juice because he bought it from a dealer in this right? str- in an alley in under mm-hmm. under a bridge. That's a
2: really good question. I don't know if Naboo maybe is like so honorable that he knew he'd have to explain it, you know, because ultimately somebody was going to use it and they'd bring it back to him because he seems like a, you know, a straight up by the rules shaman, even though he does a lot of drugs, you know? Do you
3: think that Naboo sold himself out?
2: I think he confessed, honestly. Wow. He was like, this happened... Because he's like explaining himself, like he explains how he lost the juice to it
3: to the council. Yeah, and he truly doesn't think there will be consequences, right? For him, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's he's like asking for help getting it back or something, right? Right, well, and then the
2: council is like, well, it's kind of complicated to use, you know, even if it gets into the wrong (laughs) hands, it will be fine. And then they're And then Volo's like, "Well, that's where we put the directions on the side of the bottle." And everyone's like, "Yeah, you." <laughs>
1: you're
2: it's trouble. one of
3: those things where, like, <laughs> like they they lead you to think he might be off the hook for this. Right. They're like escalating it, but they're trying to de-escalate it. It does. It's like they're they're misleading you. I don't know what they're. I don't know why they're doing it. They almost right. didn't need to put that in. Right. Right. Well, and then that did. They, yeah, and that's when they
2: went on the long conversation about who can handle the drugs and who can't. That's right.
3: And Kirk, Kirk cannot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that like some people do drugs occasionally and some people do drugs every day and they all seem a little judgy about it even though they're all yeah.
1: disasters. <laughs>
3: Well, and oh my, it's th- thinking about this in the context of the time too. I do remember watching this and and at the time I was just out of high school, not this particular episode but the show, and I remember I I was using drugs and not in not in a healthy mindset. So I think if I had been in college healthier mentally and doing marijuana, I probably would've been like Yo, this show's great, man. It's like, it truly is a stoners, like, show. Yeah, yeah. then there's a lot of shows at this time that are, like, that are for, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure High Maintenance is, like, one of those new shows for stoners, too. Right. You know? I think Broad City a little bit is like that. Absolutely, I
2: think so. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, you don't really see, like, that, like, girl stoner, and they mm-hmm. definitely are and that was kind of fun to see like the the female stoner
3: yeah and and it sort of made it it was like a show for people who smoke weed and and it's like this is okay this yeah. is fine and and also by the way you're going to smoke it and you're going to think of some weird shit you know right yeah <laughs> and this is normal
2: right yeah kind of uh yeah helps you get out of your get out of your own head a little bit and be a little more creative about what's allowed
3: creatively. Yes. And yeah. and and opens your mind to different perspectives, right? Ways of thinking. Um yeah, it it's not
2: on accident that a lot of artists and musicians do drugs. You know.
3: Yeah, ye, I'm for just sure. going to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I I don't currently I don't for for my own mental health, um, yes. But I have I have done se- several, so I could see I can see the appeal of this type of show, and I think that that's it's the stoner culture that there's these characters that there's this shaman council. Yeah, I'm definitely one who did
2: try some drugs, but you know, I got to a certain age where I was like I need to be in reality uh, a little more often. <laughs>
3: yeah it can be tough it can be tough to exist in a capitalist world and to want to be a dreamer you know right yeah like go on a little trip without leaving the house
1: it's uh,
3: yeah so so I think that is fun I think it's fun that there's a show like this um even if if at the time I was really sort of horrified at I saw I saw this and I was like this is where my life is going
2: (laughs) right yeah, a cautionary tale. That you could <laughs> become part of a shaman group in the woods and be sentenced to death with your friend.
3: Yes, that's if you, right. If you followed on this road
2: much further,
3: Lisa. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, so they do sentence Naboo to death, which yes, seems yes. extreme. Seems yes. like an extreme thing, and Naboo yes. is so like I think too chill about it, right? Right, but we've established he probably is pretty high. Oh yeah, and then they they put him in this jail cell, j- jail cell out in the woods,
1: right? Like a where cage. they
3: yeah, and they immediately go into a musical interlude.
1: Yes, <laughs> they sing yes. a song about
3: how they're they're gonna get high one last time. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, one of the lines is, "We are flying to a higher place." Yeah, and, and they they,
3: they they physically have a joint.
2: Yes, and they are like here's a split, talking about how big of a joint they're going to smoke, how many bongs they have
3: smoked together in the past. It's a fun, I mean, it just seems like, okay, well, their friendship is that they get to just like have fun and enjoy each other.
2: Right? Yeah. And so they're going to go out doing what they love, hanging out (laughs) together and getting high, you know? So then
3: Julian shows up. As well, news. wait, this is wait, wait. <laughs> oh, one this thing. Video. This is where I said, This is a fucking stoner fever dream. It is like the management or MTMT and Pink Floyd made sweet sexy love. And then there's like a point where the gorilla just is going off on his synthesizer and he's really feeling it. And I was like, yeah. Man, that gorilla fucking jams, man. Right? It's that like jam Oh Yeah. yeah. And the is like Naboo harshest is mellow hard for like like, Naboo, in that moment, is the audience saying, like, okay, we've had enough. We, right. we, we need to get back to the story. <laughs> right, right. It's just, like, there's a,
2: there's a very particular kind of person who really enjoys jam bands. You know? <laughs> a 20-minute song is not for everybody. And I think yeah. Naboo was shutting it down before it became, like, a Grateful Dead fish, you know, oh, kind yeah. of moment. But that you, song did slap yeah that was fun it was really fun yeah yeah
3: <laughs> then then you go back to vince in the shop he's having this party right
2: no no there's no, something else yeah. yeah so julian shows up as his Dennis character and he's bringing their last meal and some eight corn oh,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and that's the second pornographic animal joke yes oh thank you because like when you brought it up earlier i was like what's the
2: second one but, yeah, like I knew he'd get the there. ape
3: porn. He brings Bolo a pornographic magazine that's of of apes. I don't know why in this in this world animals are are driven purely by sexual instinct or, or and and the drugs. They care about well, yeah. Both of these <laughs> both of these
2: animals <laughs> care about porn. The fox <laughs> wants the potion, and the ape wants to get high. So that's a connection we found between those two animal guys. But this is where Naboo is like, if I could get the juice back, would I be sent free? And uh, Dennis is like, yeah, yeah, you could. And Naboo's like, how would I do this? Dennis is like, think about the gifts I gave you. And (laughs) (laughs) he's like, oh, the barn clock? And he's like, no, the mental gifts. That yeah, I gave you that's and you a became a shaman. Joke. It's a total bad joke.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's another like I don't know why they keep doing <laughs> it. <doing> right? <laughs> it's so goofy. It's so goofy. It's so so goofy. <laughs> so the the joke is just that like you got me like a housewarming gift essentially, and that's what he's thinking. Right. Like, like... yeah, They've
2: and
3: each and Dennis is like, you fucking idiot. Like he says that and like as he's walking away. He does. He literally right? says it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So fun. I mean so he's that, not he's not like wrong. That wrong? that was kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was.
1: Yeah. You're a it's like, how with is, magical
3: abilities.
2: Yeah, how is your alarm clock gonna help you now, Abu? You're in a cage in the the woods. <laughs> if you can't get to the potion, how could you get to your alarm clock? <laughs>
3: come on <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way that's that's smart though <laughs> so he what he does instead is he goes to the party like he mentally inhabits a girl at the party who's talking to Vince
2: yes yeah so this is what you were talking about earlier Vince is like playing in his cape he let that guy take all of the money from the till he's like mm-hmm. talking to these girls he's like check out my cape check out my cape and then the lights change and one of the girls kind of lifts up her head and she's,
3: you know, speaking with Naboo's voice. It's weird. It's, it is weird, but it's not like at this point, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is totally something that would happen. This is different right. real. real. Yes. Vince is like not convinced though. Vince no. is not, I mean, he's not convinced of anything ever. He's hard, he's hard to rattle,
1: you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So this is one of those moments that was very, very British. I didn't know who they were talking about. I didn't know the references.
3: So Oh, what did they say, Taryn? they were talking about a guy, Taryn. Oh my
1: goodness.
3: But he Taryn Atkins.
2: No, it was well, why why uh closed captioning said Nutkins.
3: Let me look it up.
2: Okay. Well, while you're looking it up, I'll just say. Vince was like. Tell me something that only we would know. And Naboo was like, I remember you licking that magazine, the picture of whoever this is, since Lisa and I. See, I thought it was Terry Nutkins. Because that's what my closed captioning said.
3: Okay, hold it. Terry Nutkins. Oh, oh my God, this is a real person. Oh my God, can I see? Show me. Yeah, you won't believe. You won't believe who this person is
2: oh my gosh i know yeah so this is like an old dude
3: <laughs> was yeah, he's a, he's a, a british natural an english naturalist television presenter and author he appeared in the uk children's programs animal magic the really wild show brilliant creatures and growing up wild
2: Fun. so, so yeah but
3: he hot. thought he was making out with somebody else
2: well, just licking a, ma- a photo of him oh, in the magazine. <laughs> it wasn't right, even like right. an actual... Then <laughs> Vince is like, no, no, no. You caught me at the wrong moment. The wind blew and the page flew over. I was actually looking at somebody <laughs> else. Um- With the-
3: and this is the thing. They get caught up in this little... Like, they're- like they get caught up in this. Yeah, they- they this thing this- that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, they
2: have these little side conversations... Just like we've been doing throughout the whole podcast. You say something and we want to talk about something, you know, it's, it's real. <laughs> but the
3: line that Naboo, they give all that weight, all that weight to that conversation. Like, yeah. no, 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 he's not into this old British dude. No, not at right, all. Right, right. And, the, and Naboo says, yeah, whatever. Basically, I'm on death row and you're my only hope. Yeah, he doesn't give a
2: rat's ass. He doesn't give him any information of, like, where he's at. You know, it's just kind of like, get the juice. Okay. That's, yeah. Great. (laughs) Like, all the impertinent information to actually help Naboo. Like, how much time do I have? Where are Mm -hmm. you? Mm You know, who's
3: (laughs) going to kill you? (laughs) And he, this is a real, like, Princess Leia, you're my only hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. This yeah. is a real moment like that. And they, they play it like it's nothing.
2: Oh, my God. You're so right. It, it they, is. It totally they, is. It they is play super... it like it's
3: nothing. And then they cut back, and it, it's like it didn't happen. It, it, right. it didn't act like it did not happen at all. Right. Well, and Naboo is like, I, I've,
2: you know, say I've frozen time. You don't have to worry about anybody at the party hearing this conversation. But then the girl was like, I heard.
3: Yeah. yeah but then it, it the the reality is that everyone heard she, she lets it on that she heard by saying why don't you ask sarah Nutkins terry, terry nutkins, terry nutkins. <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah so so he's been foiled yeah and he he can't he doesn't get the girl so he might as well help you know yeah
2: so he decides that he should probably make a plan like howard would so we see like this montage of vince <laughs> Trying to think of a plan,
3: uh, which is just him writing on paper and tossing it in the bin, and then you see the bin just gets fuller and fuller of crumpled up paper.
2: Right. So you think that he's getting somewhere, but then ultimately you see that he's just drawn a picture of a red pony.
3: This is one of those moments where you don't think they're like you think that's not coming back again. Right. You think it's kind of like
2: a one-off moment, just kind yeah. of like a silly gag or something
3: but uh, they do bring it back and that's like do. the genius like they don't oh. leave anything unturned yeah i love callbacks and lo- they're one of my <laughs>
2: favorite devices um, <laughs> so vince realizes that he can't he can't make a plan like howard he needs to find howard
1: mm-hmm. and,
2: and then where- oh i see. so he's been on the street <laughs> this is where he runs into this boom the scottish housed man an unhoused man thank you yeah that is a that's a way more politically correct way to say that i shouldn't call it he's
1: an unhoused
2: <laughs> man you're right
3: how rude i know i know okay. <laughs>
2: um <laughs> but he's asking for a fiver since only has a credit card but he has a credit card reader it's yeah you know, this
3: is a oh, this is a moment in in the show that's like they play it like they, they have a whole conversation. They really give this moment so much weight. Don't yeah. Storytelling. Wait. They think they, they do this where they like have a storyline, but instead of getting to the storyline, because they know they don't care about the story. They know how it's gonna end. They're not gonna yeah. let Naboo die. They're He's like, let's, what are we doing? Let's do something with this unhoused man and let's yeah. do a bit here. Let's do a yeah. bit. And the bit is that. The homeless, the, the unhoused man has has a credit card reader. <laughs> yes. And then he the, he says to take the receipt because he can write it off. Yes. On yes. his taxes. On his taxes.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> a donation. Uh, yeah. And this is where we get another Howard has tiny eyes joke.
3: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they ha- say shrimp eyes, right? Yeah. He calls them shrimp eyes. small eyes like a shrimp (laughs) like a
2: (laughs) shrimp. and if you've ever seen a shrimp their eyes are just literal black balls they're just
3: like tiny (laughs) balls yeah i have to imagine that someone once told julian barrett that he looked like that that he (laughs) old shrimp eyes right
2: yeah but like your your head is too big for your eyes or something and then no one ever stopped making fun of him about
3: it and but they go on like first vince is trying to describe him in all these other ways and one of the things i really liked was that he he called him a he does jazzy arms like like and then he did a weird movement with his arms. yes yes it's like i thought that was a really cute physical like you wouldn't know that unless you were really close to someone right yeah this is someone he spends all of his time with and, yeah, and that's a nod to a really wholesome friendship that they don't appear to have. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) Underneath, they really care about each other and that's why we care about them. It's like, again, getting back to that base reality that all of this craziness can live in is like this relationship between the two of them.
3: Yeah, the show doesn't work without them at all. And that's that's exactly like, you can't, we can't save Naboo. We we need Naboo on the show. Mm -hmm. Right? And so you have to save Naboo, and you can't save Naboo unless Howard and Vince work together. Exactly. Yeah, they they work better as a team than alone.
2: Like they can't function with each other without the other one. Really. Yeah. And if you save Naboo, then you <laughs> yeah. save Bolo. You know, and you need those. You need those
3: four. Those two for also. Those yeah, 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 yeah. And this is where <laughs> this is where he's on the apology tour, and he's, yes. he finds. Howard is is pull. He's working as a bin man. He's pulling yeah. trash out of the bin. you eating out of bins again, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Howard is Howard is like, duh. He's like, I'm in no mood for your bullshit. You got me fired. Yeah. <laughs> and Howard's
2: like, I need a gesture from you, Vince, to prove. <laughs> and so Vince does this elaborate hand gesture. And does
3: like, like a does he blow a kiss? I
2: think he does. Are kind of just like a like a giving motion with his hands, like away from his face. It's kind of like a flourish and a and That's a presenting that joke, hand. Number that <sighs> joke
3: number three. That joke number three. Oh right. Oh, so funny. Yeah, <laughs> where they they make something literal that yes. like doesn't need to be, but they do it's, it because it's funny. It is. It's fun. Yeah, and it kind of
2: like lightens this apology tour moments
3: and the thing is he does that gesture and howard is like that's not big enough <laughs> like like he accepts he accepts that that's that sure that's what he meant <laughs> okay sure that's I, the gesture i want from you this is the right. kind of gesture i was talking right. about that
2: is a gesture <laughs> but i want more yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And then <laughs> it's just so stupid right like he, he in in this world that is really what Howard is looking for. And a gesture. Yeah. yeah. We're the, we're the ones who He's don't not understand. even mad about that. No. yeah asked gesture and he got one. He's not mad about how small and inadequate that is. <laughs> right. right. And, and then uh Vince's next gesture, dad joke number four, is to give his cape away. Yes. This is like, we have we found out that all Vince cares about is clothing.
2: Especially and... this cape, it's like, it's been almost hypnotizing to him since he received yeah. it. Yeah.
3: Hypnotizing. That's a great... Yeah. <laughs> He's totally swept up in it. He yeah. can think of oh, nothing yeah. but this cape. He thinks this cape will get him the world. He thought he could get with the with the the girl at the party. Because, just because of the cape. Yeah. Uh, and it, it he, could, he couldn't see anything else that was going on around I, him. I All the... He just, sh- he just felt so beautiful in that cape. <laughs> you know? And I don't even think...
2: <laughs> it's like he knew... I think he thinks he could get that girl anyways. He feels like his best self in that cape. Yeah. You know, and the rest we of the world like kind of melts away him around him. Yeah.
3: It's very, like wholesome to think about it that way or he just like felt very better sad <laughs> no 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 because no no no
2: could just be more be everything he <laughs> needs
3: it, it could be sad but I think if you if you think about it as do search for things that make you feel comfortable in the world and right. and honor things that make you feel better about yourself it's like and that art of che- it cherish up. those things yes yeah. and Which I, you're talking about Marie, Marie Kondo, right? And I don't, I'm not familiar with that except that I know that the, does this spark joy? I only know that reference.
2: That's all I know too. I didn't want someone to tell me to clean up. I I didn't want
3: (laughs) to. to I have, it's too, I can't get into why I can't. Let's not get into that today. The point is, like, I think there's something wholesome about that he, he likes clothes so much that they make him feel better about himself. And, and, and maybe that's not healthy in that he he is short sighted and can forget things like his friend who also probably makes him feel better about himself. But I do <laughs> like that he, that he was comfortable, like that, that yeah. it's important to have things like that, you know? Right. But he's also showing that Howard makes him
2: feel as good as the cape does. And he doesn't need the cape if Howard's around.
3: So that's really sweet. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because yeah. then he gives his cape away to the unhoused man who yes. says he was going to sexually assault him and throw yes. him in the bin.
2: It's not nice. Um, well, the weird you, thing you, is... And you <laughs> use nicer language than the, than the unhoused man did. But, uh, yes,
3: I did. <laughs> but again, <it> was like <laughs> I another didn't want to say that word.
2: Yeah, it's like a juxt, juxt, juxtaposition between like, the kind of fun conversation they were having earlier. Like you you didn't expect
3: the bum to have plans like that. I mean the unhoused yes. person, sorry. The yes, he he donated money to him and they seem to be have left off on a good footing. And yes. then he gives him the cape and he's like, Oh, I'm so grateful. I will I won't do this thing that I was going to do to you. And you think, okay, so he donated money to you, a very specific amount of money that you requested. And that wasn't enough for you. But this right. cloak is somehow enough. I mean, right. enough he's, he's so grateful that, in fact, he says that he, he will, he's, like, starting to cry, and he will repay this debt. So so maybe that, like, gives the cloak even more weight. Like, maybe this cloak yeah. like really is magical. It comes right. from Naboo, right? So maybe yeah. what we're seeing is that uh. Noel, Vince isn't just hypnotized by this. Like, he, he he's actually magically... Co- like co- mentally clouded by this, probably because it's, of the magic of behind yeah, it, you it's know? like
2: an enchanted cloak that makes you feel good about yourself because, yeah, that that unhoused man does seem to have kind of like a a turnaround. And then he he says like one of the funniest lines I thought in the whole show <laughs> so if, share it, please, yeah. So vince was like, you know, he's like, I want to pay back. I want to pay you back. Vinto is like, don't worry about it and he just kind of yells I worry about it a lot. And it made me laugh so hard. And then it's he so kind aggressive of dances in the cape. You know, it's like again, it's like the cape is making the person dance, feel yeah, kind of so like I a new sense of self maybe.
3: I think there's something to this cape. I yeah, think there's something think, to yeah, this yeah, cape right. that, that he- mere mere mortals cannot just wear this cape, which, the, in a way, is that a reference to like King Arthur and Merlin in its own way? Subtle nod to like to to enchanted artifacts, if you will. Right? It could be. It could be. Yeah, like
2: another Britishism some yeah, text
3: right there yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, um or it. just me being subjective and reading too much <laughs> to things. again it's art and so that's what it's for what's up it's art yeah so yeah. he he gets but howard agrees he's like i will take that gesture so
2: now we've got another one of those really short scenes that i love pointing out and it's howard and vincent Vince <laughs> in the cave, in the trash cave. Yes, yes. And they go back to the... where they found the craft fox. Yeah, and they look around for the fox. <clears throat> He's not there, and Vince decides he needs to ask the plan pony. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so yeah! he, like, unfolds a piece of paper, and that red pony is like, look under your feet! Something like that, which leads them to the sewer. But again, it's just, like, another one of these little scenes that are not very long, but kind of, like, I don't know. Break up the long scenes. or maybe where commercial places where the commercials yeah. were.
3: Well, and it it was like a it's a storytelling device. Like they they could have just had Howard figure that out, because because right. Howard for whatever reason it seemed like Vince needed Howard, right? Yes. Yes. And I saw this pony scene, and I was like, "What did Howard add to the equation here?" But we are going to learn. <laughs> That, yeah, he does
2: add. Yeah, that they're both adding things to this that maybe they wouldn't have figured out on their own because we then are in the sewer and we find out that Howard Howard used to be a sanitary, sanitary inspector.
3: Yes, and and, then, yeah. and this is a, this is when you find out they spent their whole lives together. They went to <laughs> college together against right. against all social like what you, ex, ex, expectations And and they've only spent one week apart, and in this one week, Howard had a a whole an entire lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, like I couldn't. Yeah, he's like, I'm
2: mysterious. I've had these many lives, and Vince is like, when we we haven't left (laughs) each other's side.
3: In I don't know what you're talking about. So he was a sanitary. So he understands sewers. Is that that right?
2: Yeah, like he He knows how to get around them exactly he has like this secret sewer knowledge so this is the second (laughs) time that howard has kind of like revealed something about himself to like give us information about the storyline
3: yeah or to like help move something along it's a nice sort of thing that helps their relationship grow where like vince is learning something about howard I think it just brings them closer. Also, they're stuck in this sewer. It's also got a very, like, this is a very Scooby-Doo vibe, you know? Totally. Yes. Um, Yes. And then they, what happens? They They happen upon
2: the the Crack Fox and, like, his, all of his, like, fox friends. They're waiting for the moon to activate the uh, juice.
3: I can't believe, I actually completely forgot about the Shaman juice yeah i know but it's like it's so important to the plot but it's only a few times so the the fox is taking it and it's you you forget that it's like this super soldier serum all of captain america you know (laughs) so he he's taking it is that correct like he activates it and then he drinks it no,
2: he doesn't drink it. He activates it. Then he pretty much says he's going to kill everybody. And then he fills his syringe fingers with it. Oh. Yeah, because he's
3: got those fingers. I do remember seeing them full of green stuff, and I, but I didn't know yeah. how that happened. This is See, I missed this. <laughs> right? He makes all the other foxes
2: fly around. Our heroes show up. It kind of just seems like they're too late that it really does yeah yeah it's like the fox already activated it already using it they show up you know but then like the true the true hero of the story shows up (laughs) yeah yeah it drops from the ceiling of the sewer totally batman style
3: against all odds Against right? all odds, that doesn't make any sense. But they they really had to tie that up. They wanted
2: to. And so then the unhoused man calls himself Electric Superman,
1: <laughs> and I don't know no, if yeah. he's
2: drinking soup or booze, but he definitely has like a can of something. <laughs> yeah. That he like opens up,
3: and him and the crack box start to fight.
2: A fight
1: scene. It's
3: like they're actually holding their own against each other
1: yeah
2: in like a, it's
3: compelling yeah compelling yes. yeah 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 oh, they're trading punches one, two, one, two, right? one, two, the other, but eventually i think the fox gets the best of of him correct yes but in the meantime
2: vince grabs the juice oh that's right yes yes
3: yeah. vince while he's distracted i don't know what howard's doing i don't know what howard's doing i don't Nothing important because you didn't know. What? Write it down. No, it must be important because I Howard basically saves like like much. They all play a part, and yeah. Howard's part comes at the very end. There's a chase scene, remember? And then at the end. Oh of the yes, phase, yeah. Okay, yes, okay. So Howard had to have been get collecting his army of street brothers,
2: right? So the fox injects the unhoused man, and then he starts chasing Howard and Vince because they've got the juice. At, what, Chasing them, and then he
3: has these like he has these like, garbage bags yes. that that look like they have men inside of them, like they're yes. people in in garbage bags. <laughs> and I swear he
2: called them his bin bag bitches, but I could yes. be wrong. It was no, like, I think what? you're right. Yeah, it's such a such a cute awful thing to say. There's also <laughs> this this little detail of the fox blowing that horn, like they do at the beginning of a fox hunt. <gasps> oh, right. But it was the fox hunting yeah. them. And I thought that was like a very ah. British moment too, because they're the yeah. ones that do that. <laughs> thing.
3: Well, and it's, it's, I just, I love a chasing and anything too. Yeah. So this was great. This was like a fun, a really fun moment. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's not very long. Mm-hmm. But what's, what's funny also about it outside of the fact that it's a chasing is that it's so clearly a green screen. Oh yeah! Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. they're running in place. They're yeah. running like, through the running. sewer.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all Yeah,
3: <laughs> and with with the shame and juice, and then they they somehow get out of the sewer, and they 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 jump out of the way just in time for the fox to just fly into a a a, a garbage truck, a big yes. truck, and yes. get squished. So that makes this episode
2: fall into this like pattern that you and Adam have found that someone always dies in a season three, episode four. I Um, love that you said this. I love that you brought this up. I'm a listener. Yes! I was pleasantly surprised when, you know, (laughs) rewatching it. because like, you know, I saw the name of it and I was like, I definitely remember that. Crack Fox. But I didn't remember that he had died at the end. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I have added to that canon of somebody dies.
3: (laughs) I know. We've also called it a loss of innocence, right? Because in the good place, right? That's like a weird one, right? Because they're all... Already dead? Yeah. (laughs) And they were brought back to life. And it's really like the the whole thing's an analogy for life. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of
2: about that cycle of life
3: but i think that's like what you see here in this show too in a way the fox dies if you think about it as a cautionary tale right he left his two friends and vince almost lost his friend howard because he was being selfish right and and because of that he would have lost his other two friends naboo and bolo yeah lost his job he could have ended up ended up unhoused as well just by like exactly yeah and the fox he leaves his friends
2: the rat and the badger to chase this dream of living in london he becomes so
3: obsessed with it the crack you know? fox is vince's foil interesting What what vince could have turned out to be you know exactly
2: yeah yeah this is what happens when you Because the fox's friend
3: was like, don't leave, don't leave. It's sad, obviously, for the cracked fox, but I think it's important. I I don't know what happens in this show. And this is the last season. It is. Uh, But it's definitely, I think what we find is that it is important to have your found family and your found friends and to cherish them.
2: And that kind of leads into that last scene where they bring the juice. To oh, Naboo,
1: yes.
2: you know, <laughs> yeah. Naboo yeah. is like literally he's on, on the chopping block, he's on the chopping block. And there's that really cute moment where they were like, We don't want you to know who the executioner is, so we put a hood on him. But <laughs> it's Harrison, like the pink octopus guy, who's pretty much just ahead with tentacles, yeah, so very just obvious
3: to to so, like, let's illustrate this really quickly so it's just ahead. It's, it's, it's Noel Fielding's head, which is like painted pink, essentially, mm-hmm. and has tentacles coming out the bottom of it, like an octopus crawling around. That's, it's, it's very strange. And, and the voice is weird too.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. He definitely, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I don't know how to describe the voice. I kind of want to say it's little it's little
3: like Noel's. It's almost like the Beatles, right? Like okay, the vultures. Yeah. In, yes. Uh, yes. Like the vultures in Jungle Book, a little right? bit. Yes. No, I think you're
2: right. Kind of that Liverpooly uh, accent, perhaps.
3: But I think you're right. It is higher. Yeah. Maybe. But it is. It's uh, yeah. a really fun.
2: <laughs> he's a fun character for sure. Then Harrison is upset because he's like, <laughs> I've prepared all day to be the executioner, and. Like I'm gonna be wriggling all over the place. I won't be able to sleep. Mrs. Harrison's gonna be mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting that you bring up that he thought he sounded like a beetle because George Harrison, maybe Harrison. it is maybe it is like a direct I don't I don't uh, know.
3: No. I know. I also make it's Important to point out Harrison is upset because he asked for a ramp. To yes. get up, and there are steps leading up to the. This is a, a guillotine. Yes, a guillotine. And he asked yeah. for a ramp. I think it's just important to point out when the world is a more accessible place for some, it's a more accessible place for all. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate
2: uh, you bringing that that up, Lisa. Um, that's something <laughs> I that think... I that I think about a lot. No, I think you're right. I think he's upset that it's so difficult for him to get up there to do his job and mm-hmm. second of all it takes a lot of work to, to the headspace to be an executioner
3: mm-hmm. oh you know? yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine like i mean right? have you read it there's a there's a whole kafka right has this story oh, i think Do you the know only what i'm talking
2: one, about i think the only one i know of his is metamorphosis that it might be the one inspect. i'm talking
3: about oh no 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 kafka okay. has a story about going to a, an island and he's describing a torture device. Oh. And it's like he but th- through the 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 warden like there's a warden character that describes this torture device. And it's sort of like this, I don't know. I don't I was there for the discussion that day in English class. I did not read it. It was it was very long and horrifying, right? And that scary. <laughs> it's yeah. really he goes into grotesque detail, I'll say that, yeah. about how this torture device slowly kills someone. And right. it, it's the most efficient torture device ever created in existence. But I just think, like, getting into that mentality of having to kill someone, it would be a labor. Absolutely. I can't imagine doing it. I can't imagine the having the desire to do it. I believe in this mm-hmm. case, his character doesn't have the desire and is right. feeling like it's his responsibility Right, like
2: maybe they all take turns and that's why they put on the hood so so people don't know who
3: it is, you know. Yeah. It sounds awful, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a shaman. I'll say that. No, but it does end
2: with a peyote party, which Uh-oh. Dennis does not oh. want, want to be part of, but they kind of peer pressure him into it. And that's really how the episode ends. It's
3: just like Dennis <laughs> tripping <laughs> not handling his drugs. Right, as yeah. the credits roll by. Yeah, just to be clear, like, do, do consent is very important in drug use. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's like, if you don't want
2: to, you're probably not going to have a great time.
3: Yeah. Oh. oh, for sure. I can't imagine yeah. being accidentally on a drug. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that's like,
3: <laughs> that's not okay. Not okay. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. But I love that they did save Naboo. I love Tim yes. and, and Bolo, who, yes. who Bolo was not. Were they going to kill Bolo too? I don't
2: know. It's like they never said that Bolo had to die, but then they put him in the cage. Yeah and, it's like,
3: and gave him his last rights.
2: Bolo seems pretty autonomous. It's not like I don't think they <laughs> needed Naboo to survive. I don't he seemed more of a friend than like a pet. So why didn't they just let Bolo? But see, I guess it's if they let Bolo go. There'd be no story because Bolo would have just gotten the potion and came back. Bolo oh, would have been like, "Oh, oh I'll get the juice." You
3: know, it's like, yeah, Bolo is. Bolo actually seems smart. He does. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> on his own. But yeah, I think Bolo is the Howard Naboo.
2: Oh, is the um, Naboo. I think you're right. right. Yeah, because yeah, I think Bolo would have totally taken care of it, and that episode would be over. Yeah, I think we. I feel like we t- we
3: got it all. we we went through it all I made made sure we didn't miss anything thank you so much thank you so much for doing that I know there was there was there's a lot of like little things and this happened when we watched The Good Place 2 where there's so many there's so it's so dense with jokes right it's only 25
2: minutes 25 28 minutes it took me so long to get through it and really like look at each moment and like make little notes to myself
3: i think it took me like an hour and a half that's okay i mean i told you i watched it three times and there's still going to be things you miss and things you find every time you should really watch it just because it's so visually dramatic and and interesting and right like the 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 clothing that they wear the the style the The set the little knickknacks yeah Yeah. on the set there's like all those Um, details the costume design, the makeup, it's all worth watching. Just like and I guess that that's another like reason it's obviously a stoner show, right? Because there's a right. lot of color. There's right. <laughs> a lot of distracting. Right. Look at yeah. this. Yeah. Look at that. Right. Look at this thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but as we both mentioned, uh neither one of you were high when we watched this and still enjoyed it. Like there's still a lot to be enjoyed. <laughs> Drum free. Yes.
3: Yeah. I guess that's, it's like a kid's show for kids show like Hansel and Gretel, like the Grimm's fairy tales, but for people who are still like it. Yeah. You did like it. Yeah. I I was, I came in thinking I was going to absolutely hate it. I came in and I was like, no, you know, be a little optimistic. Cause I knew like where I was at mentally when I first started watching this show was like, not only did I hate the show I hated how it made me feel but but only because I hated who I was then, <laughs> where right. I was in life you know yeah yeah like and, know, and seeing it, it th-
2: through a filter of a view at the time which is how we take in all information is through you know all the little things that make us who we are
3: I don't know luckily yeah I was it was like really nice to watch it with a fresh lens and knowing who Noel Fielding is now too, and loving him, and loving him and Julian Barrett also right. finding finding out that Michael Fielding was his brother, and like, right. yeah, and, yeah, and like seeing like, oh, this is where this is like where they started to enter probably the cultural zeitgeist in Britain. Like this is the beginning of a long career for for all of these comedians Absolutely. who end up being very successful in their own. Oh lives. yeah, definitely. So it's nice. It's like it's it's fun to think about also that these are just like a bunch of guys who were hanging out and had a comedy trip and they were like, let's do a radio show. Let's do some stage shows. And like they were probably just having fun and doing skits. And that's one of the things I
2: really love about this group, too, is that they weren't manufactured by somebody else. This is their vision. This is their art that they obviously enjoy making together. And I feel like that reads too. That these people are friends. They decided to create this together. It wasn't like they showed up to a casting, and got put in this show. Like,
3: yeah, yes,
2: yes, this is their baby, and you
3: can feel um, it. Yeah, there, there is one. The only one thing I would say about it is, um, I, it could be more, more diverse, right? Like that's the only thing, right? There's one woman in the whole show
2: who spoke because there was another uh, woman standing there but i don't think she said anything. oh
3: yes yeah and, and there was like i it's not very uh, culturally diverse as well it's a culturally diverse country or at least london but again this isn't something they cast this was something
2: that that's a group true of friends
3: yes. created but um, it's hard to yeah it's hard to like to say to no like something we have like to that. find yeah we have to
2: Check all these boxes before we create this art together. Doesn't really right, happen, and
3: Yeah, but I like that. I like that they didn't. I like that it is yeah. a group of friends. They, they're like they did nothing wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with with having a group of friends and getting a oh, TV yeah. show. You know, oh, it's yeah, more yeah. about yeah. like like who's getting those opportunities to do that and stuff like that. And this is the early two thousands, right? With um, a similar group made up
2: of a different demographic have the same reception that this group had. You know, like would they be able to do the same things? We don't know. I would hope so. Yeah, you know, I would hope so. We only have uh, you, yeah, I mean, we only have them.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean you have like you have like Broad City, right? When that's right. just two two women. You have the the black lady sketch show on HBO, which I think yes. is amazing. I, I really um, like that show too. Uh and I th- I just think like there's such a small group of shows you know and i wish i was more versed in it as well i don't here's the thing i don't i don't watch a lot of comedy so um i like watch the the most television i watch is for this podcast if it's not Um, this podcast it's basketball i do like basketball yeah (laughs) there's a game on right now oh my gosh no it's it's the sun it's the suns in the 76ers oh yes okay we're fourth quarter six minutes left. Well, uh, we're up five points no six points okay no, and us
2: us is arizona right yes okay because i don't know where the 76ers <laughs> yeah. are from
3: the I mean, 76ers are, are a really good team where, um, where are they from i think uh, oil no i think they're from philadelphia oh okay okay
2: well that makes sense uh yeah spirit of 76 like the ween song about philadelphia oh it's 1776 like that, yeah that revolutionary yeah. date <laughs>
3: So, so I do watch basketball I watch The Office religiously and Parks and Rec um and I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine for a while anyway that all I have yeah. to say is I'm not also one to speak of these things with, uh, with any measure of authority yeah uh, that's just something I wanted to point out um yeah
2: no, know and I think you did make a good point it's like more representation the better I feel like you know you can't force people to come do comedy with you um, sure that's, so that's hard you know it's like
3: you can't force anyone to do com- anything well, really yeah I it's like it's, just... it's all about like outreach right it's, right I can't I think... solve all the problems in the comedy world I...
2: right <laughs> I feel like I trick
3: people into doing
2: bits with me all the time that's a little different than actually uh,
3: <laughs> that's come that's get that's on human. stage with me right
2: it's yeah. a conversation yeah yeah
3: so what do you think happened? Where, what do you want to, these characters to end up? Like, where do you want them to end up? What do you think the, these characters to go? Gosh.
2: It's kind of hard for me to imagine them outside of Naboo's boutique, even though I've seen them at the hmm. zoo. Like they started are they at in the zoo? zoo
1: for
3: both season one and two? I think by
2: like season two, they are with Naboo in the boutique.
3: I yeah. see this boutique as like the lesbian bookshift store in Portlandia. Okay. All right. Like the Antigonies of Tucson. Right. And I see them growing old there. Yeah. Living above it, living in, oh the, in the loft above it, Bob's Burgers style. They do.
2: That is where they live. They live upstairs. Spoiler. Yes.
1: Spoiler. I love
3: yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. And, and we, we've already established this fits into the conspiracy theory, right? Yes. Yes. Of somebody has to die. Yes. Gosh, I'm so proud of myself.
1: It's dumbfounding. that fox
2: died, and I was like,
1: yes. It's dumbfounding.
3: I wanted to fit into the pattern.
1: In many
0: ways,
3: we, I keep thinking we're stretching the truth or that we're going to have to stretch something at some point to get it to fit into it. Yeah, this has been this has been so
2: much fun. I've had so so much fun. I really appreciate you asking me <laughs> to do this with you. I do really enjoy listening to you and Adam. Like I know I'm no Adam substitute, but it was really fun to give it a shot and There's hang out.
3: No, but and Adam is no you substitute. to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Don't don't sell yourself short like that. You know. It was a-
2: yeah. No, I just set you up yep. to compliment me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not hard to do. It's not hard Aww. to do. Oh,
2: thank you. Well, I think you're wonderful. And it's just been <laughs> so fun to hang out with you. It's been
3: too long. Before we go, we'd just like to thank all of the makers of this show, starting with the show creators, the Mighty Boosh. This episode was directed by
2: Paul King and written by Noel Felding and Julian Barat. First aired December 6, 2007.
3: This episode stars Noel Fielding, Julian Barrett, Dave Brown, Michael Fielding, Richard Iowati, Steve Oram, or O-ram Kirk Gateskull, Kendrick, Dee Plume, Craig Seymour, and Tony Devon. Normally I don't list all the names of the people in an episode, but there were so few. Like that's literally. Right everyone that was listed on imdb also apologies for uh if we pronounced your names wrong yeah because i think i pronounced julian's name wrong
2: twice so i hope that (coughs) this has said it correctly but we also just want we just want to thank so much like thank you to everyone who put together this show without it Lisa and Adam wouldn't have anything to do on Wednesdays, and I wouldn't have had anything to do this Wednesday. So thank you Aww. so much.
3: Yeah, we. If you. If you don't know what we do when we're not doing this podcast, sitting down in a dark room doing nothing, staring at a wall. So <laughs> we just <laughs> it sounds bad. It's just power so dark, power down. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, we're robots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to season three, episode four. I'm Lisa. You can find me on Instagram at l i s s i s s i s s a. You can find Adam on Instagram at dam in h d. And you can find oz at Aussie the Buddy. That's i e not y. If you want to uh, find me, on performing.
2: Check out she's on Improv movements. There's Instagram facebook and website
3: yeah it's this great little um I it's like an improv school in tucson and they do great little performances i love it thank you lisa <laughs> yeah it's really fun and it's like it's a college town and it's like kind of nice for there to be something to do like it's hard enough like coming from a small town And moving to like Tucson was a bigger city for me, but even that town, there's really, there's really not much there, right? Yeah. So thank you for bringing up the Tucson improv movement. You're welcome. And you can find this podcast at season three, episode four. The words are words. The numbers are numbers. Join Adam next week. Thank you.
1: Bye. 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 What's the sir? What is the episode? She's a at the for the for it. She's a Thank <laughs> you.